The American healthcare industry is a $3,504 trillion industry. That's trillion with a T. Yet, there's a small medical management team based in Spokane, Washington, on a mission to transform this giant industry. I get it. This sounds crazy. But, in the words of Walt Disney, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Obviously, there are no guarantees that they will succeed. But Keystone's mission to transform is full of great lessons for your life and business. This first episode is about vulnerability. These are the lessons from a Keystoner's playbook. I think a good way to kick off our first episode would be to have Amy tell us a little bit about Keystone. Okay, so I could make this really shiny, but I'm going to tell you a story about how Keystone got started. That's great. Jim is my husband. We're co-founders of Keystone Medical together. And back in the day, I was working for this national company um, doing revenue cycle management teeth type things, Mm -hmm. it was becoming increasingly clear that to be successful in that position and that type of company that I was going to have to make some decisions in terms of like how to prioritize my time. And I had two small kids at the time. It was starting to be like a decision between, you know, whether to be at their Christmas concert or whether to be staying late or for meetings and kind of simultaneously at the same time, um, even though we worked with a great group of people, like it was it was a good company in a lot of ways. Sure. Meetings and the time that we were spending together, nobody was really listening to the frontline folks. Um, and I was a little, you know, I was a kind of a middle manager, if you will. Mm hmm. So I was a little closer to the front line. And in my head, I had this vision that, you know, if we could just bring the things that the frontline team was finding and then, you know, kind of the senior management was hearing that, then we could really make some cool decisions and we could become really efficient. And there just were so many opportunities to to do things better yeah. um, and help people feel really involved and encouraged. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kept running into walls. Mm. Every business owner has this weird moment where they maybe stupidly think that they can do it on their own. And I had that moment, which it's good that you have that moment and that you're also simultaneously oblivious to how hard it actually is. Because if you knew all the mistakes you were going to make, you'd never do it. Yeah. Um, so I decided, I decided that I could start my own medical billing company, uh, do things way more efficiently, but also somehow give moms, you know, the ability to, um, you know, be flexible with their time so that when wow. they need to be at a, at a kid's thing or they need to drop their kids off at school or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the needs were, maybe I could like find a few moms just like me mm-hmm. and we could, we could do this really well and, and kind of take back some of our time. I actually started a company in Nevada, made every business mistake you could possibly make. Sure. Let's just say that was two years of a lot of learning. We reincorporated in 2010, uh, sort of kind of reset the the button, if you will, to try to put into play some of the things that we learned. But but essentially, it was the same vision that was driving it. It's like, obviously, not just moms by that point, right? Like, my vision expanded a mm-hmm. little bit, but that if we could just get people together and really listen to each other's ideas, 
put goals out there and work really hard together for those um, and just build relationships, but in a way that allowed flexibility or creativity that maybe that would be a cool way to, to do business. Yeah. So, and the only thing I really knew how to do at the time was medical billing. So therefore it's a medical billing company. Fair enough. <laughs> or that's how it started. Yeah. So at what point did you feel like you had a business? Wow. That's a really great question. If I'm being honest, I still don't feel like we have a business, mm. um, which is kind of funny. I hope we never do. Yeah. Um, which sounds kind of backwards because <laughs> What we we have found together, myself especially, is that when we start thinking that we're a business, we we stop we start forgetting some of the things that were so important to us mm, to begin with. Yeah. Um, so, in some ways, I hope we never really feel like a quote real business. Sure, but sure. Um, I think I think about five years ago um, is when it really started. Like we were about five years into incorporating in Washington State. And our team was growing. And I think that's when it started to feel like a real business. And not not necessarily because we were doing things right or making less mistakes. Sure, in fact, sure. probably quite the opposite. Yeah. But we had, like when Jim and I um, looked around at the team of people, um, there were a bunch of people that were every bit as invested as we were super humbling moment to realize that so many other people were starting to pour their, their hearts into it. Mm -hmm. And that the things that were important to us were starting to be important to them too. And they were ready to like take it to the next level. Honestly, that's when it started to feel like a business. I'm Anna. I'm Kara. I'm Jonna. And I work with both Anna and Kara pretty closely just to make sure things are running smooth and make sure we never run out of toilet paper. That's a very important job. Yes. So that's that's my job. <laughs> when was the last time you ran out of toilet paper here at Keystone? Before I was handling it. <laughs> when Amy was in charge of when that. Amy was in charge. Amy. Absolutely. Do you have any... Do you have Disruptor. A, any <laughs> in a bad way. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I love the vibe you guys have going here. It's a, a lot of fun. Curious, at what point in your tenure here did you realize things were kind of different here at Keystone? I would say when um, they said they were going to do something and they actually did it. Right. <laughs> um, I, I've had jobs in the past where you get a lot of information you get told things are going to change. You get told we're going to mm-hmm. do this and you're going to be able to do that. And it never happens. And you just sit around waiting and you spend a lot of time and energy just kind of hoping things change or hoping you can be involved in something yeah. and nothing ever happens. So yeah. it was really soon after I started that nice. like they said they were going to do something and they actually did it. They actually like circled back or they actually gave me feedback. And that's exciting. That's a little thing yeah. that's actually really exciting. Yeah, it really is. Wow. For me, it was the same thing. I had worked for about seven years in a bunch of different specialty practices. I never worked for like an RCM company, but I'd worked in a lot of specialty practices. Um, and I, I've never been, I've never been a part of something where the focus is on the community and also just as you as an individual and where yeah. you're at in your life. And like for me, it was like the deliverance of like the support that I had in my personal life and to grow myself professionally, but also just delivering 
and like growing as the company grew, like we were also reaping the benefits, which isn't always the case sometimes sure. uh, in past places I've, I've been a uh, part of and worked for. That's really cool. They just have a natural way of encouraging you and just um, pointing out the things. I don't even know a way to say this. Um, just your qualities, um, believing in you. Mm-hmm. If you make mistakes here, that's okay. And they both guide you how to learn from it. Um, I just think that's where it's been different for me. They've just been super encouraging, um, very supportive, yeah. and just have, have and continue to grow me as a person. Wow. There really goes Amy. <laughs> that's really humbling to hear. Um, we, I, when Jonna says that we follow through, I can think of a million times where we haven't and we messed up. But um, so it's it's cool to hear that people, you know, that it's okay to make mistakes and we're making a lot. So it's cool to hear that people can see past that and um, see the heart. I think that's really cool to us because that's that was really important to sure. us. And we try we try to live that out. Like that's important to us in our personal lives. And that's why we started this company and that's one of the things that we want to keep at the core. So to hear people say that, um, hearts matter and that, you know, um, meeting people where they're at, encouraging people through things that means a lot. These gals are being gracious and they're talking about Gemini, but if it was only Gemini that were doing this in the company, we would never have kept growing. And, um, it's because honest conversations and meeting people where they are and letting people make mistakes. It may have started with us in the beginning, but remember when I told you about that moment, you know, five years ago, realizing that other people had internalized that and they were starting to put that into action. That's what really is springboarding it. So something that we wanted to be different about this company was that we believe that when people collaborate, whether it's medical billing, whatever, really cool things happen and that when people start to collaborate then you see innovation new ideas better ways of doing things efficiency i get really excited about this this is my jam (laughs) we started out with that utopian mindset to be honest and then we were always confused like why isn't this working why don't people want to (laughs) collaborate we could we could have so many great ideas if everyone would just collaborate i can't be the only one who's had this thought what we realized is that collaboration takes trust and trust takes people willing to be really vulnerable. Um, and at the, at the risk of going super touchy feely about this, I don't, I don't think people talk about that enough when it comes to business. So for, um, a couple of years, I read every book, listened to every podcast, watched every Ted talk, like anything I could get my hands on about vulnerability, Um, being able to speak courageously, like all the things. Um, And then we awkwardly tried (laughs) tried to put them into practice. Um, It failed many times in the beginning. After a while, like Jim and I started to have honest conversations. So we just started to put ourselves out there and then kind of gave some people space to do that. And then more people started doing it and then more people started doing it. And so now we talk about it. It's, it's like when you get hired, we spend a lot of time talking about difficult conversations. Yeah, that's really um, cool. 
conflict, not in the way that other people think about it, but conflict as in it's okay to disagree. It's okay to have conversations that feel gross. It's okay to say I need a break. Um, it's okay to not know what to say in the moment. Right. And then we're just doing our best to try to live that out. But it, it really has been transformative um, in a huge way because people like Jonna and Anna and Kara and a bunch of other people who are not sitting here had the guts to start doing it too. And it, that's, yeah, sure. That's when it took off. Yeah. A lot of people that aren't successful um, at Keystone and just maybe not a good fit here, doesn't fit our, our vibe. They're people that aren't willing to be transparent or vulnerable. Um, they just want to, they maybe want to have a very strict job description and only like they want to just have very minimal um use not some of their critical thinking skills they just want to maybe just get through their day and be done and like that's just not the culture we have here and so um or that's not a culture that would support that and so that's where we have had growing pains even in the last five years that I've been here, um, where we've had some people, we've, we've tried to be really transparent with them. Like this is different. And then they get here and then it's just apparent that like they wanted to, maybe they wanted to try to be different, but they really just were so uncomfortable with it. Um, that, you know, it, it didn't work out having them as a, as a team member. That makes sense. A lot of times it's, it might be both ways. <laughs> so in the last few years, Hearing you talk about that just makes me, it just makes me think about a dream that's really big on my heart. And I think it's starting to be with other people here too, is that the culture that we live in still, like, even though this is gaining more traction, um, the idea of, you know, vulnerability or transparency, courageous conversations in the workplace, like it still isn't the norm. And I mean, not to get crazy, but I mean, why dream small? Like we do medical billing, but our dream is to be transformative and hopefully just grow people here. What if we stay focused on that here and we talk about it more maybe to people listening? We talk we talk about this a lot with our clients too, um, with their teams. And hopefully, you know, like when our kids grow up and start working places, we talk about it at home. We talk about it in our marriages. Like this does not stay within these walls. And that was the point that like I'm just going to be bold and say that that is one of my dreams. And I think a lot of people here that someday that is not the people that we hire in businesses or that our kids are working with or their kids are working with, that is the norm that we just feel confident about who we are. We feel like we can trust people and, and, and be vulnerable so that big ideas can be shared and mis big ideas that might be big mistakes can be done without people being fearful or needing to build up walls. So I think that's a big part of what is so great and different and, what drives us like for me personally when I started I was a single one of the only people without children um I was single and then it was all of a sudden I was engaged to someone that was in the army that lived across the country and sorry I get emotional because like I was able to still work and move across country to be with him and still work from home and still do a great job. And then all of a sudden we're moving back and I have a baby and I was able to, and a lot of us are moms. So 
but I was exactly like every season that I've been through and Amy, another thing that is so great just about Amy and Jim as humans is that like, she just says to me randomly, like you've grown so much as a person, not like I'm proud of you as a human, not as just an employee or a medical biller, but like I've never worked somewhere, even places I worked for five years or for, you know, a long time. Like I've never had those type of conversations with my, with my, my bosses or even just my peers. Like Jonna, when I was single, she was mama Jonna. She'd be like, are you really going to make that decision, Anna? Is that the best choice make for you? Make good choices. Make good choices was her verbiage. And Jonna's known me through all these seasons as well. So it's really fun to like think about and it's really I, I cherish you know every moment and have that supportive team that we have here and it's so different like I've never had that anywhere else so that's a beautiful story uh, Amy do you feel like that's a story about the importance of work-life balance I don't know it's never like you have to trade one for the other it's it's more about just investing in both and understanding that there's different seasons and different timing you know, sometimes our our home season requires a lot of us. Sure. Which the the grand thing about trust and vulnerability is that um, when you're not worried about proving to your team that you you you're worth you know taking that time, you're not proving how much work you can get done. You have that trust there. Right. Being open and honest it gives you permission to to focus on your home life and know that your team has your back. Yeah, that's really cool. When you have that vulnerability in those conversations at home with your spouse or your peop your support people at home and you you're in a season where you need to contribute with your team and and maybe ask for some help you know with the kids or or, or you know like shift some time or priorities like you realize that your identity doesn't have to be one or the other it can be both um which is the genius secret that's not so secret about <laughs> vulnerability is that like by putting yourself out there and just being honest about your fears or about the things that you're screwing up with or what season you're in right now or what you're going through it, it allows other people to to help you it allows you to ask for help and and that means that it's not just work life balance it's like life it's just life wow that's really powerful so how do you see this playing out with your clients I think they count on us to, they know we're going to tell them the truth. Like we're not just going to, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can swear, but <laughs> we're not just going to tell them things to get them to think we're doing a good job. Or if we make a mistake, we're going to bring it to their attention, let them know what happened, let them know what we're doing to fix it. And we're just going to be truthful with them so they can count on us to come to them with the hard things, with the good things and just have open communication. And that's something we do in the office with each other. And I think they expect that. And I think that they really value that from what I can see. Let's not forget that in order to be vulnerable, there has to be trust. Sure. Which you can't, I wish you could piggyback over it, but you can't. Um, and so I think like when we first start working with clients, um, they love the, the idea that we are really honest. Like that's always something where we try to be upfront about because we know how unusual it is. And 
people laugh like, oh, that's such a great thing. And it's one of those says easy, does hard. Like, yeah, (laughs) that sounds really cool right now, but wait till that first conversation. (laughs) Um, And so sometimes those uh, difficult conversations are actually quite difficult. Um, But we just keep going because because that's just what you do. And and eventually, um, I think those go better. Um, And then they start understanding that if that they can be honest with us, we have we want to hear it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That they need to be. We crave. I know this sounds weird, but like we crave their honesty because we can't get better. We can't do a better job for them unless they're willing to be transparent about what they actually need. Um, And if it even if it's a hard thing, like we're screwing up, which we do sometimes, um, then we you know, nobody's going to benefit from like sugarcoating it. But it in all honesty, it takes a couple times uh, because they don't want to hurt. Everybody's working so hard to be nice. Um, when you can really be actually much kinder if you can just be honest. Um, but kindness and being nice, I don't think are always the same thing. So I'm going to be vulnerable here <laughs> and share that, um, you know, I get I get a lot of advice or I hear a lot of things or I read a lot of things. And the worst business advice I've ever listened to or been given and I unfortunately have listened to it, is the idea that somehow you need to present yourself to your clients or to the people or to your employees or your, you know, like we have managers in this room, like the people that you're trying to serve or the people that you're trying to lift up, that you have to somehow like give them the impression that you know everything and that, you know, they can always trust that you're always right or that you always will do the right thing. And every time we've ever tried to focus on that, I mean, I have a whole list of stories that are too long for this podcast of things that have gone wrong with that um, versus like when we're just upfront with them about, okay, so we we thought we had this really great idea. Um, it genuinely seemed awesome. <laughs> and we tried it um, with the best of intentions. And it turns out it was a terrible idea. <laughs> um, and here's the consequences of that. Um, and sometimes, you know, those are hard and sometimes that's cost to us and maybe cost to them. I've, we have never, ever, ever gone backwards by just being upfront with a client about the ways that we've screwed up ever. And, um, anytime we've tried to like whitewash that or like maybe not be as transparent about it because there have been times, um, when we thought maybe that was the better option, it's just, it, it never feels good and it has never ended well. Right. With this first episode being about vulnerability, I'm curious what you hope for the listeners to take away from this discussion. I would say that regardless of who you are, you can make a difference. So you don't have to be the CEO or the owner of the company. You can just be one person that is maybe, you know, is more vulnerable, takes opportunities to have more courageous conversations. Um to just be that that one person that can kind of start that trickle down effect to everyone else and make changes and you know transform the way things are done you don't have to do it the way big corporations or big businesses do it if you want to start a company you can be different and it's okay cuz different is amazing for me i just hope that people get to that they just get the feeling that other women, men nowadays too, but like that you can work for, you can work for a business that partners with you in your life and that supports you and that believes in you. And 
that was willing to walk on a, the journey of life through your ups and downs, that that's possible because sometimes you really think in your life that it's not. And, or I've been there personally too, where you think like, oh, I have to, if I'm having a baby, I have to take time off. I have to make, to move across country, to follow my husband on his career path. I have to make sacrifices, but there is jobs and there is there are people out there that really can partner with you and show you that that's not necessarily true and to not let standards or anything box you in like you're important and you can you can change the world like you can even if it's we might be medical billers but we want to change people's lives whether it's one doctor that's able to change their life because maybe it's a female doctor who has a family or a new family and, or they have, you know, they want to grow their practice and be able to reach that many more patients and help them. And so it's, it's all, it's so much bigger than just yourself. And just knowing that there is people, there are people out there that are willing to support you. And even if you only contribute a small, anything small, it doesn't matter. You're contributing. So that's what I want people to just feel supported and just know that there are people like Jim and Amy and our clients and each other, the team here that, that will support you. So my friend, Crystal, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Crystal because she coined the term fill to spill. Um, but it, it's a really accurate thing and that Anna just brought it up. I think that is a great takeaway that I'd like, we'd like people to have at Keystone is that when we fill, when we fill each other up, like when we fill, we invest in people, we pour into them, we speak into their lives, we do medical billing for them. I don't know, you know, like we, we invest time, resources. The idea is that the more you fill, that gives people the ability to spill over in, into other people. Wow, this is getting awkward, but you get it. Like, so that's kind of, that's, that's what we've been focusing on for 10 years is just learning how to be better fillers so that hopefully people can just be filled up and then spill and, you know, keep filling, keep speaking into other people's lives, keep serving other people and let eventually it'll be transformative, you know, in the healthcare industry, maybe, you know, obviously beyond as well. So I think that that's a good takeaway. Lessons from a Keystoner's Playbook is produced by Perceptico in partnership with Keystone Medical Management. To learn more about how Keystone can help your medical practice, visit keystonemm.com.